0: Welcome back to the Renewal Session. I'm your host, Marianne Griffith, podcaster, obviously, but Christian therapist, mom, and what else do you want to say, my lovely co-host, Katie? You got a cute dress on today. There you go. So introduce
1: yourself. Well, hi, I'm Katie. I am a uh, social worker by trade. I'm also Marianne's daughter, part-time podcaster, and uh, thrift store enthusiast. Wow. Wow yep okay. I feel like I gotta give them little facts about myself. You know, this is a family this is a family run operation. We've also got Neil over here, our sound guy. go ahead and say hi to the people. Hello. I'm a Sagittarius. No, no, no. with your buttons. Okay, he's also Sagittarius. <laughs> he wanted you to know that in case you couldn't hear in the back. That's um, right. That's but yeah, thanks for joining us today. I'm excited. We got a cool topic. I think today.
0: Oh, we definitely do. Uh, but just to follow up our last yeah. session, our yeah renewal session, session that, yeah. family chat. Yeah, it was all family therapy. Just yep. to circle back on you, how does it? How did it feel to have your brother on the show? And did you feel like you enjoyed that
1: dynamic? I think it was great other than when he called himself a gentleman rogue. I know what was up at that. Literally. I got goosebumps from being grossed out. Yeah. No, yeah. But no, I think he, and I, great, and I think you've told him that multiple times since we recorded. In yes. fact,
0: it's funny that you bring this up because him and his uh, volleyball friends were here last weekend. When are they not? Yeah, they are here a lot. And, um, somebody else he made he made the guys on the way here from Michigan yeah listen to the podcast of course and when he called himself a gentleman rogue like they were relentless oh in the car yeah that's awesome yeah
1: how funny is that though like Jack this like 21 year old guy is like hey man I'm on a family therapy podcast like we should listen to my podcast (laughs) (laughs) and then they come here and they're like ready to like you know play volleyball for an entire weekend straight like that's just hysterical to me it is I love little, that just
0: goes to show you he loves
1: we love an emotionally family. intelligent we love an emotionally intelligent 21 year old frat guy we love that
0: <laughs> yes we do where's our uh, sound clap yeah Nia? let's get
1: an applause for the sound for the for the nope the, the button
0: applause, go okay. ahead yep there good we go. all Perfect. right so you're right we're gonna jump into our new topic for kind of the month but we're gonna yeah. hit it from lots of different angles mm-hmm. but we're gonna talk about connecting with people we're gonna talk about um, safe people, unsafe people, when to, I, I this was Katie's suggestion, so I think this will be kind of interesting. Yeah. We're going to talk about when do you break up with your family? Yeah. yeah. This, this episode we're talking about that? No.
1: Oh, I was like, we got to save that. That's a treasure.
0: Yeah. So we'll yeah. get there um, yep. as well. Um, but today we're going to talk about just the idea of like, what are the ways in which we build deep and meaningful connections with people yep right and i think um we're probably going to hit some things that are a little bit different um than your normal tips and tricks yeah right totally and so we're going to start with the first abnormal tip and trick yep okay and that really is about yourself not about the other people in your life right so the simple way to say it is be happy with yourself
1: right yeah super simple yeah (laughs) (laughs) right yeah let's just be happy (laughs) right yeah just be happy
0: with yourself you make deep and meaningful relationships right yeah yeah no okay i know it's more complex with that which is why we're gonna unpack it for a second perfect so there's a book out there it's called peaceful life a peaceful mind peaceful life sure right and the author of that michelle maros maros okay she said your relationships outside will flounder if you don't have love and respect and compassion for yourself, mm. right? So it's difficult to have compassion for other people. It's D de- it's difficult to really love another person. Yeah. If you feel discontent with yourself. Right. Right. And so being happy with yourself is really the starting point to building those deeper, more meaningful relationships. Yeah. Okay. So the obvious question, because you already mocked me a little bit. Yeah. Is, is, how do we do that, right? How do we get happy with ourselves? Well, I do. You want to tackle that, or do you just want to hear what um, I have to
1: say about that? How did you get? Are you happy with yourself? Do do you? Yeah, feel I happy? think I'm. I think right now I'm in a pretty happy state. Do you feel uh, like, like you're building being? better yeah. relationships because of that? Yeah, I think so. I think that I. I think I intentionally took a season to re get to know myself, and that just looked like me. Surrounding myself with people that made me feel good, but also surrounding myself with activities that made me feel good that like nurtured my sense of self. And I think that being investing in myself like that helped me to become more open to relationships that were positive for me.
0: Well, I would, I would add, yes, you absolutely did that. Yeah. I also think you simplified your life, which I think um, a lot of people, when they search for happiness, they kind of storm their life well with I did an, self-help uh, yeah. and reflection and what are other people doing and yeah. googling how well, I, do I overloaded my, I
1: overloaded my calendar for a long time trying to figure out how to like get back to myself was I was doing a ton of activities yes and that just like became overwhelming pretty quickly and so I had to kind of cut it back where I was home more often I was like nesting in my own house you know like getting my house Mm -hmm. to feel good and you know all those things right
0: and so i think the key to finding ourselves isn't actually in finding ourselves in busyness right right or i do think it's about simplifying your life yep i think it's about noticing what brings you joy and what you're grateful for in your life and pursuing things that bring you joy i think a lot of people live without intention right But when you set an intention for your life and that one of those intentions is to bring fulfillment and joy into your life, then that becomes the measuring stick by which you decide your plans. Right. Right. So for you, we've already talked about this on the podcast, that you really love um, country line dancing. Yep. Right. So... It's my jam. I love it. Even though that was a later night activity for you, midweek even.
1: Right. At the beginning. Wednesday night is ladies night and the feeling's right. Oh, what a night. Sorry. Oh, my gosh. (laughs)
0: Sound guy. (laughs) But exactly. You went to ladies night. Yeah. And. You came home, even though you were exhausted, well, you pooped. didn't live here with us, I was but pooped. the next day when I would talk to you, you, you would go on about how great it was. Yeah. So yes, you were tired from the experience, but you were also fulfilled and it brought you a lot of joy. Yeah. And a lot of people, like you said, will bombard their schedules with things or make relationships with people that. And you've, I think we've talked about this on book club. Go ahead with that. Book club, book club. Yes. Perfect. Book club, book club. Yes. So you talked about dopamine love. Yeah. Right. And sometimes dopamine love will pull us in to these relationships with people that actually Aren't what's going to make us happy long term.
1: Right. They're just like quick instant gratification yes. love. Yep. Yes.
0: So I think meaningful connections have to first be built on the foundation of you having a meaningful relationship with yourself. Absolutely. Okay. Yep. So number two, and this is this is an interesting one, but it is I, I, I think it's a good hallmark for a relationship, and that is learn to listen and understand. Mm. I simplify this by being curious.
1: Yes. Right. You
0: love curiosity. I do. And when we start to connect with people, simply listening to them, hearing them without interruption. Yeah. Which I could stand to learn from that because I do like a good interruption. Yeah. Um, and doing your best to understand like where they're coming from. Totally. So I say this mantra a lot. I've got a few of them, but one of them is good relationship is not about I love you. It's about, I get you. Mm -hmm. And in order to get a person, you have to be willing to listen and be curious about them. And a lot of people will go about life with zero curiosity. Right? Yep. Like I had this happen to me today. It was the craziest thing. I met somebody new and I was like, hey, nice to meet you. I'm Marianne. Right. And they're like, nice to meet you too. That's it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do, you, do you see the absence of what was missing there? Yeah, any kind of bid for connection. No. Yeah. No. What was missing? Their name. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> that is weird. I'm over here, like, yes, jump to the next. Yeah. No, that's true. They didn't even. Do you tell know? Me that, their did name you ever find out? Well, so was it like Claudia? A, it was like Claudia or something. No, I oh. won't
0: say the name in case they eventually listen to the podcast. Okay, well, but, Claudia. Claudia, yeah. yeah, but basically, at the end of this little visit we had for moments, yeah, I was like, I didn't catch your name.
1: Oh, yeah, that's good,
0: right? And I was like, okay, isn't like introducing you do- to a new person? Don't you? Isn't that typical? Yes, but but but, but it's fine. It's what. But also, I
1: think that there's a difference. I think uh, while we're on the topic of listening, I think there are a lot of people that when they're trying to make friendships, they get stuck on um listening to respond versus listening to understand. Absolutely. And I think that a lot of the times like with social anxiety that can play a factor of like I want to sound like I understand what's going on so I'm gonna listen and then but they stop listening like halfway through so that they can formulate what they want to say so they sound smart in the interaction versus, I'm going to genuinely be present and listen to the whole entirety of what this person is saying so that way we can have a fluid conversation. Do you know? What I'm Do you ever? Yeah, but I think yeah. you
0: bring up the point that a lot of times the reason we quit listening is because we are anxious yeah. about making connections. Absolutely, which
1: is so normal.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so I think the key there really becomes. Slowing it down. Yep. I think when people think about deep and meaningful relationships, building connections, there's like a, um, I don't, it's not really an intensity, but just a sense of like, like, I don't know how to do this. Yep. So I'm going to kind of not stop and think about these things. Right. So I'm just going to like run into it versus going... Even evaluating, is this a person? Do I do? Yeah. Is, is, having an evaluation period about a person. And let's just make that step three, right? Which is, you know, really sitting back because somebody can speak into your life and have something wise to say, but that might be a one off, right? Right. So you're feeling a little like zip zap, yeah. whatever you want to call it, of connection. And then, what happens and this I you know I I'm in a little bit of a unique situation because in counseling you elicit this from people, okay? Mm-hmm. But in personal life, what I would say is that sometimes when people do sense that you're listening or that you're interested in what's going on in their lives, mm. they they overshare totally. Deep, meaningful relationships are not built by oversharing, mm. they are about sharing
1: with safety. Intentionally. okay so yep. this is
0: this is the third thing that we're
1: talking can you about. say that again no oh because you don't know remember what you just said <laughs> <laughs> ah, rewind, rewind you said that you said that building intimacy is not based off of oversharing. Correct. correct but, Build, but building intimacy is about sharing with safety exactly and what i just did was showed you that i'm actively listening to what you're saying Thank goodness somebody is. Well, but that's an example (laughs) of what we were talking about in step two of like following along and intentionally listening to what the other person is saying so you can have a fluid conversation. But I think that that's really powerful because I think a lot of people try to buy connection through sharing gossip about themselves.
0: Or gossip about or other gossip people. Or gossip about other
1: people, right? In, a, in an attempt to build like a false sense of intimacy and insecurity in the relationship, uh, we both now have dirt on this person. Therefore, you and I are connected.
0: Right. And we when we were in book club, um, do you remember what
1: she called that? Common enemy love. Common enemy love. Yeah. Who com- was that that said com- that? Who no, is- it's
0: in the book. I know what book. Oh, the best of you by Dr. Allison Cook. Absolutely great read. Book club. Book club. Yeah. It was a. Okay, guys. A <laughs> lot going on. Yeah. Yeah. Great, great thing. And when yeah. we went through that list that she has in that super book, interesting, which dopamine love was in there. Yeah. But when she went into common common enemy love. Yeah. I had to do a quick check. Yeah. For sure. Because it is a really common way to try to build relationship with people. Yeah. But the problem with it is it doesn't develop true intimacy, to your point. It develops false intimacy. Well,
1: and I even think about, like, I use common enemy love at work all the time to forge relationships with my coworkers because I'm like, oh, my gosh, this person did this crazy thing. And then we talk about that person doing that crazy thing. But that doesn't mean we're going to get drinks after work right we're just talking about work stuff that's stressing us out
0: yes right exactly yeah exactly and so you know sharing sh- sharing something with safety intact yep. requires reflection yeah and again that's another thing that puts you in the slow it down category
1: mhm
0: um i had somebody say to me probably i it, this was back when we lived in st louis and you guys were little mm. i was i was you know a chronic oversharer yes um and i and i am to some degree now yeah um i I think
1: it's better than it was you had an elbow condition because of it we out me all the time on this podcast and you're literally giving me the look right now (laughs) you had selbo
0: that's what we called it
1: it was you had tinnitus in your or you had you had tendinitis because your tendons were shrinking in your elbow because your phone was up next to your up next to your head all the time (laughs) <laughs> you were on the phone true. talking to people so your tendons were shrinking. You had elbow. I did. I admit yeah. that's anyway, a true statement. mom was a connector yes. back in, in her an 20s and 30s. Way,
0: in, yes. In my 20s and 30s. Yes, exactly. <laughs> And so, anyway, I was I was out with somebody. I did my classic oversharing, yep. what have you. And this woman had she, her delivery was poor. Mm. Okay, I'll say her delivery was poor. Sure, but she had some personal awareness that I benefited from. And she turned and looked at me, and she said, "Have I deserved? Have I done anything to deserve that information?" And oh. I was like, "What?" <laughs> and she's like. What have I demonstrated as a friend that you now have determined I'm safe enough to know that very personal piece of information? Wow! And I was like, "Uh, what a powerful question." It was, yeah, it was really powerful. And so what I started to realize was that there were rules that I had I had to develop, yeah, about determining safety in in relationships because my desire at that time unhealed from my struggles in life right was to build connection and I was doing it in an unhealthy way right and so while I still overshare at times I I do try to do it with safer people yeah you know, it's not that Well, also, I had to- you have a
1: much more intentional circle now.
0: Yes. And that's the other thing is, you know, I, I kind of heavy loaded myself on one side mm. when it came to, when I was younger, it was like, I was just striving and striving and striving to build these, these connections. Yeah. And I, now I look at how my life is structured on the friendship realm. Mm-hmm. And what I would say is I have lifers, yeah, I have seasonals. Yep, I have people that are situational. Situational. Yeah, I have some people that kind of consistently have something going on in their lives. Um, yeah, and so you know, as well as I do. Right. Um.
1: And so, and then I have no drama, no maintenance, yeah. just good time friends. Well, and I do think that that's a good point, which I think we should probably touch on that in a different episode of like the idea of you have lifers, seasonals situationals you know and then like just the drop by people and I think that like your expectations for each group of kind of friend is different right so like my expectations of a lifer friend people that are in my life for 20 something years is different than it would be for a person that's a situational friend like I'm not going to expect my work friend to help me move but my lifer friends better be there because I'm getting them pizza and if they're not there to eat it then I'm disappointed and I still will be friends with you for twenty years, but I will be disappointed. I know, <laughs> you know, you had to do
0: all that heavy lifting
1: with. But that—that, that, but that's just the yourself. example. Like, I, yeah. I do think that not everybody has to be an everything friend.
0: Well, and once I realized that it could be in categories like that, it yeah. wasn't that I walked around and said, "I'm going to write down all the people that I consider myself friends with, and I'm going to sort them,
1: and I'm going to, I'm going to." Doom them to only being a situation friend, right? Like I didn't,
0: I didn't do that. What I, what it did for me was give me permission to have dimension of friendship in my life, right? Which was very important, especially coming from an unhealed place in me. Mm -hmm. That was transformative because the unhealed parts of me. We're just desperate to be seen and heard and understood and acknowledged. Totally. Which are really wonderful, important components to have in a relationship, but they're much easier to have that kind of depth of relationship when a relationship is built over time. Yes, Um, And some people will go from situations to those other categories. They'll go back and forth. It's a spectrum. Yep. I don't want to put them in boxes. Right. But But having language
1: for it can be very helpful. Yes. For sure.
0: Okay. So this is another thing that I think is, and it'll be the final thing we talk about on this episode. Yeah. Um, But this is learn how to take a punch. Ooh. Okay. And so what I mean by that is, you know, you just can't always take everything personal. We all have bad days um, where we kind of freak out and vent and scream at those around us. Yep. Right. But I think there there has to be a point at which you recognize the humanity and the and the flawedness in mm. the people in your life.
1: One of my favorite. And you give yeah. grace. And one of my favorite quotes that you ever said to me, you said it to me when I was in middle school. Ooh. I had a bully um, that was picking on me. And you said, Katie, hurt people, hurt people. Yeah, and it gave so much clarity, and like gave me such a perspective of like they're doing this not because of me, they're doing this because of what's going on in their life, and exactly. they have like and and it and it allowed me to see past the meanness. And to see actually the hurt in the person. And so I think that that like has followed me of like people just sometimes just snap or just have really bad days. And it might it might not have anything to do with you. Right. They are going through their own personal crap. Now, that is not to justify toxicity in relationships. Exactly. And I think that the the difference is persistence. Like if it is a persistent mean or a persistent boundary pushing or a persistent toxicity, then that's where you evaluate if that relationship's even worth keeping. But I think that there is definitely room. Well, there should be room in all friendships for people to be messy and that to be okay.
0: Yes. Yeah. And, and part of that is one grace, right? Giving Absolutely. people the grace that you would want them to give you on a bad day. Yeah. Um. But it also is about just like learning to be resilient yeah that not everything is about you (laughs) not everything um what a freeing thought right (laughs) oh my gosh right i mean i can remember this this is like an example right sure Uh, that you obviously your father and i have been married for almost 30 years now
1: congratulations thank you thank you very much good job neil you did it yes he made it (laughs)
0: Oh, it's
1: not a sad thing. Okay,
0: so anyway, we've been married, but I I had a lot of like, I guess anger. Yeah, is the way I would say it when we were younger. I I just hadn't processed everything, and so I just get really stressed out, really uptight, and would yell and point fingers and, you know, just do all of these things. Right? Yeah. It was a very dramatic, like. Entrance. Yeah. To relationship a hundred percent. So here we are. Okay. So I remember when I began to transform this because I also just wanted to be loved and understood. Yeah. And I knew that my behaviors were standing in the way of the deep and meaningful relationship I really wanted to have. Yeah. So I had to do a personal evaluation. Right. And, 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 this is something that I did and this doesn't really fall in to take the punch, but it did it did take I had to take responsibility mm. for maybe some of the punching that was coming my way was a consequence of how I was being was treating yeah your, your dad okay so and he's not really a like he's, he's he's not a fighter. Oh my gosh, he's so level-headed he's the yeah best. He's, he's not even, a fighter. Literally you're the best thing ever, Neil. Aww. I just love you. Give so, yourself an applause. <laughs> uh, the humble nail. Okay, the still humble still has meal. not mastered the soundboard. Yeah, <laughs> we tr- he tried. tried. That was supposed to be an applause. Okay, but here's what happened. I can remember this distinctly, where I said to him because I was a. I was a yeller and a hanger-upper.
1: You were a hothead.
0: Yeah. Whew. And so I was driving down a road right here by our house. Yep. And so this was still going on <laughs> 10 years ago, even. Um, oh, this was here in Chicago? Yeah. yeah. But let me say this, that this was not a persistent problem. This was a transitional issue. Related- we were moving. We were moving. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I was, you know, just a hot, hot mess of that. Yeah. Because for, for a, lot. Yeah, for that a was variety a of season. reasons, it doesn't matter. So anyway, I'm driving in the car. And I said, I am going to work on controlling my emotions, like controlling how long I go off, you know, all of these things. So what this means is when I start to get upset on the phone, I am going to hang up on you and I'm going to hang up on you because I know I'm out of control Mm -hmm. and because I don't want the consequence of my poor choice. (laughs) To come back on me. Wow. Right. And so what would happen is I would get out of control. He would go into his coping strategy, which usually was silence. Yeah. And silence would be like the kerosene for the next thing. Right. And so I just decided I didn't want his silence. I wanted him to comfort me or to love me or to understand me. Right. And so his silence was... So hard for me because it was an escalator.
1: Well, and it was also to like to to minimize any kind of emotional connection.
0: Exactly. Because
1: he was feeling emotionally overwhelmed.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So we practice hanging up. Uh, I practiced hanging up. He wasn't allowed to just FYI people.
1: Well, I mean, you wouldn't tell the difference even if he did hang up because he was quiet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But nonetheless, that was the way he gave me grace. Yeah. Right. Wow. Cause he was taking the punch. Right. Of my, of my outbursts, but I had to take responsibility for my side in that. Right. And good relationships. And I'm not like, putting ours on a pedestal, but I'm, I am saying we did the hard work of recognizing to get where we want to be as a couple, to have that intimacy. There were things that had to change. Yes. He was great at taking the punch in, in many, many ways and doing a lot of grace and forgiveness towards me. But I had to be willing to look in the mirror and say, I don't want to be a person that, like emotionally berates my husband. Right. Right. So I think it's the both end of it. Yeah. Like, yes, take the punch, but also hold, like. Hold fast. Yeah. Like yeah. make sure that you're, you're setting a boundary to that point of what yeah. you were saying about toxicity. Yeah. So, so I think those are pretty good points to start off with. I yeah. would, I would put those as like expert tips perhaps. Sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and, I feel like you're an expert. You've been a therapist for what, a million years? It feels like it some days. Yeah. Some days. Yeah. But we're going to start there and then we're going to build on this in different capacities yeah. over the course of this month. Perfect. Right. I think it'll and, be great. And we won't have the special guest of your brother, I don't think. Yeah. No, That's he okay. He will be back in May, I'm sure. And I'm sure he'll have things to say. Yes, I'm sure. He yes. always has something to yes. say. So what what what's our promise?
1: Um, Do we have a promise? We will be back
0: next week. (laughs) (laughs) No, let's get, get on Instagram. We've, we've had some new people following us. We're super excited about that. For sure. We're, we want to build our audience. So if you love our podcast. Or if you know us at all. Yeah. Get Share our stuff. Please share our stuff because um, we just want to grow. Yeah. If you like the
1: sound guy and you want him to hit more buttons you're going to have to work for it. So you got to send out this podcast to people.
0: That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe
1: we'll do a feature. Maybe we'll, we'll, we'll post a little picture of what, what we all look like. How about that? We can call it memory lane. Yeah. No, no we're not Neil, doing that. We're not anyway. doing that. <laughs> anyway, but thank you for listening. And thank you for listening. We'll, we'll be, be back, back next week. Have a good one. You too. Wait, you too. Have a
0: good one, people. <laughs>